0: God is good, amen, hallelujah. Welcome everyone, including our guests. Nursery is available for children ages 2 and under. There will be no Spanish service or the fellowship classes tonight at 6 p.m. Again, no Spanish service and no classes tonight at 6 p.m. There will be the regular midweek service this week. And let me see if I say this correctly. Muya, Muya, Muya. The Muya fundraiser for camp Will be Sunday, July 17th, 2 to 6 p.m. Come out and eat lunch and mention the Pentecostals of New Britain. We'll be receiving a portion of the proceeds to help raise money for camp and move the mission. That's again, Muya. For more information, again, you could talk to Pastor Brown and Sister Marie for that. Amen. Special marriage seminar with Bishop and Sis Hansen this Saturday, July 9th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., Married couples do n- not want to miss this, amen? The cost will be $20 per, cu- per couple, and lunch will be provided. Also, we have the registration for the youth and youth junior camps is open. Early registration has been extended to July 15th. It is all online this year, so you want to get it in as soon as possible. There's a payment plan option available. If you would like to sponsor a child for camp, please see Pastor Brown. It costs $225 to attend. So in order to help ensure as many, you know, the youth and children can go, you know, you could talk to him if you want to help out, it would be great to have some sponsors. You can sponsor any amount. We will also have fundraisers between now and camp to help raise money for camp. We also have our car wash. Amen, if you need your car wash. Come to the Pentecostals on the ran, amen? (laughs) We're going to have a car wash for camp this Saturday, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. Come help us wash cars or let us know. Let us wash your car. Let us wash your car and give us a donation, amen? Also, the Cornerstone Growth Classes is next Sunday, July 10th at 2 p.m. There's going to be a padlock, so please see Sister Marie for that. We have several ways to give your tithes and offerings. If you need to give electronically, please go to our website at www.nbupc.org, or you can give through our church app on Tithely. Just search the Pentecostal of New Britain. It would be much appreciated if you can cover the fees that are charged by Tithely. If you have any special prayer requests or know someone who does, please send an email to prayer at nbupc.org. If someone has a special need, such as hospital visit, meals prepared, or just a special encouragement, send an email to care at mbupc.org. Those are the announcements for today. God is good. Let's have some church. And Brother Rosa with us.
1: Good morning. Good morning, and God bless you, saints. God is good Amen. all the time. All the time, God is good. Yes, It is customary to stand for the reading of the scriptures. If you can, if not, that's perfectly fine. We understand that. I will be reading from the epistle that Paul the Apostle wrote to the Ephesian church. The epistle that Paul wrote the Apostle to the Ephesian church. So we're going to be reading out of Ephesians 1. And also Ephesians 4. The purpose of this letter that Paul wrote was to let the church know that he had heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love unto all saints. So let us see what type of faith he spoke about to this church or wanted to remind them that he was aware of their faith. Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 1 starts off like this. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Jesus Christ. So let us see what it means to be the faithful in Jesus Christ. Let us see what they understood at the point that he gave this letter to this church. We are in the New Testament now. Let us go to Ephesians 4, or chapter four, verse one. And we are going to be reading verse one and verses three through seven. And it says this, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So the question today, this morning is, are you walking in the vocation wherewith you were called? So let us see. Verse 3 says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Uppercase, which means the main spirit, the spirit. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Whenever you see an uppercase spirit or the word capitalized entirely, it speaks about the head honcho. If I can say it that way. So what does he mean by this? Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. For there is one body and one spirit, not three, not three spirits, not two spirits working together equally or eternal, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. So here he's trying to give a definition or clarification of what it is to be called in in Christ Jesus. He's trying to narrow it down now. He's trying to remind them of something. Why? You can always pray on that. Verse 5, one Lord, not three, one faith, Why do I say one faith or why do they say one faith? As of this morning, according to Wikipedia, there are 4,200 religions in the world today. 4,200 religions in the world today. And when Jesus roamed the earth, there was one faith. One faith, not 4,200. The Bible speaks of one way to be saved the bible gives only one doctrine the disciples and the apostles only spoke about one lord one god one faith one baptism yes lord verse six one god notice how they say one god not gods not with an s there's no s one god and father of all who is above all and through all not equally, eternally working together. One God over all. Working through all. And in and you all. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Verse 7. But unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So while he speaks of the gift of Christ, or being in Christ, he never forgets to mention how it is that we should perceive the God of the Old Testament right. don't split them up don't divide them right. he is God and God alone right. yeah. so when you read the epistles they were clear on that That's right. when you read the epistles for yourself and you pray on the scriptures they were clear on that all the time right. so there's no reason why we should have 4200 religions This world would be a better place if we were to see him for who he is. And we who have understanding of the mystery of Christ. Have a duty to give it to the world. Let us pray. Father in Jesus name. I will always stand humbly behind this pulpit my Lord. I will give on to your people whatever it is that you put on my spirit my Lord. We need you more than we ever have before. May your messenger give us an anointing through that word, my Lord Jesus. May we hold on to it and take it home and throughout the week as we go on through our jobs, my Lord. Father, we need peace beyond understanding and we shall always continue to ask for it. We are here this morning to gather together so that we may worship you for who you were before the foundations of the world, my Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for this opportunity and we look forward for what you're going to tell your people in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Praise the Lord.
2: In times like these, we need a Savior.
3: shape it's no longer in very nice shape but um I mean I had it divide it keeps multiplying which I guess is a good thing but you can't have all these multiplied little things in your plant with the big plant because it draws energy and whatever away from it anyways we got back from vacation and I was surprised to see that I had left them outside because I figured well maybe sun and rain will do something and um they actually turned from a gray to a green and I was very surprised. And I, as I was thinking about this, I, I was, the Lord just seemed to put it on my heart this morning. And as I'm trying to sing, and he's like saying, talk about it, talk about it. I'm saying, well, I, okay, I'll talk about it. And um, so I see the green there. And um, I thought about people in the church, how sometimes, you know, if we're cared for well, we'll, we'll stay growing and thriving. And sometimes we can be hurt by something that somebody says, or we don't get enough of, um, don't get enough attention because we need a lot of attention or, or whatever it might be. But the Lord is there to, to lead and guide us to be there for each other. And if, you know, if we get down or whatever, hopefully there's somebody in the church that will see that person seems a little down. Maybe they need you to just you know, go give them a a bigger hug than usual today or just make sure you say hi to them or today or, you know, call them or text them this week or whatever. And, you know, it's it's so important the way we care for each other. And even if we are feeling down or we're feeling depressed or we feel like, you know, I don't know if, if I can just do this anymore, if we will allow ourselves to get with others that will nourish us, that will feed us, that will will pour into us we will get back to where we where we need to be again and will continue to grow and thrive I hope that helps somebody hallelujah Jesus is my savior I shall not be
2: moved in his love and favor I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water Lord I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, just like a tree planted by the water, Lord, I shall not be moved, glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved, anchored in your heart, I shall not be moved just like a tree as planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved moved, just like a tree as planted by the waters. I shall not be moved And though the tempest rages I shall not be moved On the rock of ages I shall not be moved Just like a tree Planted by the waters I shall not be moved I shall not be I shall not be moved I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall, I, shall be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters i shall not be moved jesus is my savior i shall not be moved in his love and favor i shall not be moved just like a tree planted by the waters i shall not be moved i shall not I shall not be moved just like a tree That's planted by the waters I shall not be moved Glory, hallelujah I shall not be moved Anchored in Jehovah I shall not be moved just like a tree That's planted by the waters I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord. I shall not be moved, though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord. I shall not be moved. By the waters, I shall not be moved. No, I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Not be, not be moved. Just like a tree that's bent.
3: You satisfy. Hallelujah,
4: Jesus. Hallelujah,
3: Jesus. You don't have to keep standing if you need to sit. But you can keep standing if you want to. Hallelujah. I'm going to start with with my heart rejoicing within because I'm, my mind is doing funny things this morning. Hallelujah. I don't care. We're going to keep singing and praising God. With my heart, rejoicing within, with my mind,
2: focused on him with my hands, raised to the Run it with my.
4: Lord, we give you praise Let's sing it again, Lord, we give you honor Lord, we give you our glory Lord, we give you honor We give you all of the praise Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory And you reign in majesty, Lord We give you praise, Lord, we give you honor, Lord, we give you glory, Lord, we give you
2: honor,
4: we give you all of the praise, Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory, and you reign in majesty, Lord we give you praise let's go ahead and do that let's give him some praise wonderful savior jesus you are so great you are so awesome we love you this morning jesus thank you thank you thank you lord jesus amen 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 you can be seated for a few moments good to have everyone here good to see brother gonzalez today amen so good to see you brother gonzalez be in prayer for his family. He lost his wife and someone we love dearly. But God's going to walk with you through this. Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. There's a couple things I need to do really quick, and that's that if you are between the ages of 8 and 18 years old, you need to go to camp. And even if you're a little bit over 18, you can still go to camp. But you really need to go. If you have not gone to camp, you need to go to camp. Uh, Brother and Sister Brown have the information. Those of you that can help support it, make sure, again, you see Brother and Sister Brown. And my wife and I are going to support a camper this year. And, of course, we're going to do fundraisers and things. But camp is absolutely amazing. It will change your life. You will love it. You'll love every moment of it. And I'm going to be there to keep my eye on you. <laughs> so, but you got to go to camp, right? Now, look, look at somebody around you somewhere. Smile really big with the teeth that you own legally. If you're renting them, you can still smile with them. All right? Smile at somebody and say hello. All right, good. Thank you. Now, this week and tomorrow, I believe, is a very special day. Is it tomorrow? Okay. Somewhere around 40 years ago, I think it was when we did the wedding. Well, maybe not that long. (laughs) But Pastor and Sister Brown are celebrating their anniversary tomorrow. And so we want to honor them. Sister Marie, come on up here. So it hasn't been 40 years, (laughs) 18 years. And so we have a gift for you, a gift card and a card, and we appreciate you. Love our pastor. We love our first lady. Amen. Let's give them a hand. I I think I heard somewhere that they want to have more kids, but maybe that's just a false rumors somewhere but anyhow brother brown come we appreciate you so much pastor brown god bless you
5: and thank you bishop thank you church body um that's false prophecy um (laughs) we're having spiritual children now and and and, and that kind of stuff and in 10 or 15 or 20 years we'll talk about grandkids or whatever you know but um it's hard for me to even think about that right now i'm still i'm still only 25 so it's kind of hard to thinking those lines but no thank you everybody it's uh 18 wonderful years and um right here in this on this platform at this altar is where we set our i do's and uh it's uh, been a wonderful 18 years and uh god has been good to us and uh we're grateful um for all of his many blessings upon us amen i just want to make a couple quick announcements um just to kind of Um, Remind you of some things going on and then we're going to receive our offering Uh, So the ushers are there already ready back there So we'll receive the offering and then we'll dismiss our classes Young people, youth class, you're going to stay in here Uh, We feel very strongly, uh, Bishop and myself, that uh, you need to hear the message today And so all of our uh, young folks from 12 and up or 13 and up that normally go to the youth class You'll be staying in here today Um, But the rest of our classes will be having class This Saturday coming up is a very special marriage seminar with Bishop and Sister John Hanson. This Saturday, Bishop John and Sister Carolyn Hanson, they were our district superintendents in Connecticut District for 12 years, and um, we recently had the opportunity to share with them in some uh, marriage uh, classes that they did, and I felt that was something that we needed to bring to our church. And so if you are married um, you need to try to be here if you can. It's this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We will provide lunch. The cost is $20 per couple to offset the cost of lunch, and we want to make sure we're able to give them an offering. Please be here. If you go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, there is a link uh, that you can go there to register. Um, please do that. Um, also, want to make sure that you understand that registration for camp, the early registration had was supposed to end... Uh, two days ago, but it's been extended to the 15th, so you still have time to meet the early registration uh, requirements without the late fees. And so, um, you know, Bishop's already talked about camp a lot. I won't talk anymore, but the deadline for early registration has been extended until uh, the 15th. In order to raise money, we're having a car wash this Saturday as well. Um, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., so come help us wash cars or come help us uh, by letting us wash your car, giving us donations, tell your friends, your family, whatever, tell people about what we're doing. We want to be able to get as many kids to camp as possible because I echo the words of Bishop Tryon, it is absolutely an experience that our children do not need to miss. They need to be there, they need to experience uh, what happens at camp. Many a call to ministry have been answered at camp. Many people have received the gift of the Holy Ghost at camp. Many have received direction from their life, and many have received great healing. And many have built lifelong friendships at camp. And so camp is such a wonderful thing. We want you to get there. Therefore, we want to raise as much money as we possibly can. Um, And in two weeks, we'll all be trying to eat lunch at Mooyah Burgers in Newington from 2 to 6 p.m. Because if we do that, and we mention our church name there. Uh, we will get a, p- a percentage of the proceeds if we raise over a thousand dollars. We get I think fifteen percent, or we yeah if we raise a thousand dollars we get fifteen percent. If we raise over a thousand, I believe it's twenty percent, um, and it just I think it's twenty five percent if we get over two thousand dollars. And so uh, as whatever we can do to get as many people there, tell your friends, tell your families. As a matter of fact, um, um, if I could get two teenagers to volunteer for me, real quick, just real quick. Just a couple. Eliezer, come on. Well, Brother Jorge, you're not a teenager, but if you want to be one today. Oh, Sister Annalise, come on. Just real quick. I'm going to have them stand up here, and they have some flyers that you can hand out To your friends your family your loved ones your co-workers your neighbors whatever um and uh or people that you just know likes burgers and milkshakes and fries and stuff take these hand them to them and that'll be a reminder to them that they can uh come and help support us raise money to get kids for camp and also the money is going to also go towards our offering for move the mission which helps provide vehicles for missionary families uh overseas and so they're going to stand up here and when you come to give your offering uh you can take a few of these take as many as you'd like um so that you can hand out as many as you can amen ushers are coming i'm gonna ask that you stand with us please amen god is good to us amen
3: all the time
5: he has been so good and we're so grateful uh for his many blessings and now is the time we get to worship him in our giving so i'm gonna ask that after we pray you give your offering to the Lord, and then our classes will be dismissed. Remembering that the youth class will stay in the sanctuary today. Jesus, bless this offering to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Bless those who give according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you come? Would you give unto the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen.
2: Let the glory of the Lord rise
5: among us. Let the glory of the Lord. Rise among us with the praises of our King. King. Rise among let us, it let rise, rise let it rise,
2: oh. Let the glory of the Lord rise among
5: us. Let Let the praises to our King rise among us. us. Let Let it it rise. rise. Let it rise. Oh, 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 oh. let Let it rise. Let's sing it again. Let the glory of the Lord
2: rise. Let the the glory of the the Lord
4: rise. rise. Among us, let the glory of
5: the Lord rise among us. Let the praises to our King rise among us. Let it rise, let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! I appreciate Bishop trying so much, and uh, we are grateful for his voice, his continued voice and presence in our church, um, Bishop Tryon, We love you. We appreciate you. Come and share with us what the Lord has laid on your heart. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord. Amen. Well, that was all two of you. Let's see if we can get more. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise Amen. Amen. Now that you are confused by what is in front here, don't worry. I promise that by the time I'm done, I will clear it up. Amen. Again, Brother Gonzalez, so good to see you. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 3, if you have your Bible. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version uh, of the Bible, Nehemiah chapter 3. And again, I appreciate the opportunity Pastor Brown has given me to be able to speak today. And I feel like the interesting thing about this message is... I've never preached this message before, and the Lord gave it to me probably about six or seven years ago, and I felt like initially that the Lord gave me this message to preach a message for a district service that I felt like the Lord was going to have me be a part of, and that hasn't materialized yet. And so I've thought about it, I've gone over this message several times over the years, and then uh, this last Monday, I think it was, the Lord said, now you're preaching it. So now I am, (laughs) Nehemiah chapter 3, starting verse 1, and I apologize to the youth, Um, I know you planned on having your class, and and Sister Ocasio, thank you so much for letting me steal your uh, your class and having the youth in here today, so I I apologize, it is my fault, so if you're going to be angry at anybody for keeping you in here today, it's my fault. So if you're really, really super mad about it, I'll buy you an ice cream at camp, all right? If you go. (laughs) Yeah, now they're all mad at me. Amen, amen. And so Nehemiah, starting at chapter 3, if I kill some of these names, you will kill them too. So don't, you know, don't hold it against me, all right? Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren the priests and built the sheep gate and consecrated it and hung its doors then built as far as the tower of the hundred and consecrated it then as far as the tower of Henanel next to Eliashib the men of Jericho built and next to them Zakor the son of Imri built also the, the sons of Hashan, Hashariah Hashaniah built the fish gate, sorry, sister Ellen. They laid the beams and hung its doors with the bolts and bars. And next to them Meramoth the son of Urijah, the son of Kaz, made repairs. Next to them Meheshalem <laughs> The son of Herakiah, they should give some better names like John and Jane and Joe and whatever. Anyhow, the son of Mishazebel. Anyhow, you get it. Made repairs next to them. Zadok the son of Banah made repairs next to them. The the the, the made repairs, but but the nobles. Did not put their shoulders to the work of their Lord. Then skipping to verse 23. Again, Nehemiah 3, verse 23. After them, Benjamin and Hashbub made repairs opposite, notice this, opposite their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Meshiah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs by his house. After him, ben- Benui, the son of Henadad, <laughs> repaired, I knew I was going to kill it, another section of the house of Azariah to the buttress, even as far as the corner. Palal, the son of Uzzah, uh, made repairs opposite the buttress on the tower which the projects from the king's upper house That was by the courts of the prison. After him, Padiah, the son of Parash, made repairs. Then lastly, the verse I'm going to read today is verse 28. Behold, the house gate, the priest made repairs, each in front of the horse gate. I'm sorry. The priest made repairs, each in front of his own house. With the Lord's help today... I want to preach from this title, your portion of the wall, your portion of the wall. I, I feel the Holy Ghost so very strong here this morning. Lord Jesus, we need you today. This is your church. We are your people. We're united behind the cause of raising a church here in New Britain, but not just here in New Britain and surrounding towns and throughout the world. Lord, you have called us. We are part of your church. It's not just the United Pentecostal Church International, but there's apostolic churches all all around the world. There are people that are of like precious faith. And so, Lord, we're just asking that you would unite us together and help us to understand what thus saith the word of the Lord, what thus saith the will of the Lord today. God, I'm just asking that you would allow me to be used as your mouthpiece. I know that I'm not worthy but i'm asking you to use me anyhow in jesus name amen god bless you. you may be seated as we read our bibles the entire chapter of nehemiah talks about rebuilding the walls at jerusalem and we notice how many individuals many families pitched in and begin to rebuild portions of the wall Many repaired the wall right in front of their own houses, we see that. And many repaired larger sections. If you know Nehemiah's story, you know that he received a report while he was a servant in captivity in Persia. The report came to him, and as he hears about the the report of what is going on in Jerusalem how the people are scattered, and the walls are broken down, and the doors are burned, and the buildings are just rubble. He hears that report, and something came upon him, and he began to pray and talk to God. And he fasted for many days, and I'm not going to get into all the gruesome details of everything that happened, but he was praying, he was fasting, and And the king noticed that his countenance had changed. And and he asked him, what can I do? What's going on with you? And so Nehemiah explained what was going on to the king. And then he asked the king for permission to go and to rebuild the walls. And so not only did he receive permission and the blessing from the king... He also received received letters of guarantee and of safety that said you are going to get where you want to go and you are going to get the materials that you are going to need to accomplish the project that God has told you to do. And it was not a small project, it was a massive project. It was not like going into your backyard with a few two by fours and a little bit of plywood and building a shed. It was a massive, massive project. And it would take many, many people, many different talents, and many minds and hearts and hands that would put themselves into the work of God. And yet, I want to tell you today there were many adversaries that would try to come against them. There were many adversaries. That would try to say things like You're going to build those walls But the walls are going to be so weak That if a fox crawls up on the walls The walls are going to come down Their lives were threatened And I'm totally outside of my notes at this moment But I feel like I'm in the Lord They were so threatened That they had to build the walls With a sword on their side And a trowel in their hand I want to tell you church We have many adversaries, but great is our God. And he has called us to do a work in this city. And he has not only called us, he will equip us. Amen. So rebuilding the walls of the city would be a daunting task. And so side by side, the people would work and build their portion of the wall many, and as the walls would be rebuilt, sometimes it was in front of their own houses, sometimes it was was other other areas, but I want to talk to you about how the people from all walks of life, people from other cities and other regions and other nations, they came together to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, different trades would come together, woodworkers and carpenters and And uh, uh, metallurgical experts and goldsmiths and apothecaries uh, and and then there were the priests and the Levites and the merchants uh, there were the men, the women and the children are you getting the message so far many worked with a sword on their side and a trowel in their hand uh, but yet they would not uh, be daunted they would not be uh, dissuaded from the call that God had put upon them some watched and, and protected as others did the work some only took breaks when they needed to change their clothes or when taking a well deserved rest they stayed dressed ready to work at all times even when they were sleeping they stayed in their clothes ready to work at a moment of time when they would be asked to get up and to get out to the work they would get up they would be ready to go they'd splash a little water on their face and to the work of God they would do i feel like I, i i have a holy boldness that has come upon me this morning to tell this church god has called us to a work it is a daunting task but it will be a pleasure to see the walls built and our city changed in the name of Jesus. People, again, from all walks of life, farmers, uh, uh, people that lived in cities and people that lived in rural areas, uh, regular folk, and there were some leaders and there were some tradesmen, uh, wives and families. Uh, What I noticed, uh, what really impressed me was this, uh, is that every person worked on their portion of the wall. Uh, They were assigned an area, and they had to build, they had to rebuild uh, that area. Some of them took the places right in front of their own houses, uh, but they still rebuilt the walls. uh, And some had to go far beyond that, uh, building whole sections of walls uh, because they realized they were called to do the work. So understand this, every single person was valuable. Everyone worked and did his or her part of the job. You know, they say that in the church, 90% of the work, I believe it is, is done by 10% of the people, something like that, or 80% done by 20%. Is that what it is? So it's 80-20. And I thank God for the 20, but I believe that I am enlisting the other 80 this morning. Trust me when I say this, I'm grateful for the 20. But if the if the if the if everybody else, if the rest, if 100 percent gets involved with building the walls and doing the work, could you imagine how God could work on our behalf? Oh, it would be amazing. Amen. And, 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 and by the way, just a little side note, there was that little portion in our opening scripture that I read that said that, that their nobles did not work. There's a message in that. That's not my message this morning. But I want to tell you that God forbid that the nobles don't do their work. Everybody has a hand in this project. And God has called every one of us. You know what? It's not just Pastor Brown and myself and others that are ministers that are called. It's every one of us that is called. If you are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God put a call upon your heart. He put a call upon your life and he has given you a portion of wall to build and that portion of wall will not be built unless you build it. Political leaders, important people, and average people alike worked uh, to get the walls rebuilt. Families worked side by side to get their portion of the wall rebuilt. Uh, some of these people never met before. They had never met each other. They didn't know each other. Some were related. Some were not related. Uh, some never grew up. Some might have gone to high school together, and others did not. Uh, but they came together with one work in mind. Uh, we're going to build the wall. Uh, We're going to rebuild Jerusalem, uh, the place that God has claimed to be his own, uh, and we are going to rebuild it, uh, and it is going to be glorious. Apothecaries whose job was to make the holy anointing oil that was used by the priests, but now they were slinging cement and cutting wood and building wooden doors. Goldsmiths who are, who are used to working with precious metals were now building walls. I want to say this when you have a common goal. It's easy to understand your portion of the project is just a piece of the puzzle. But when we unite for the same cause, something changes. If you've ever worked on a construction site, you understand the complexity of the building project. There are many different projects going on at the same time. Builders and electricians and plumbers and sheetrockers and stonemasons and HVAC workers and window workers and people that are going to install the doors and the the painters and the carpet layers and, and everybody comes together. They have their project to do and every project is important. You don't want the sheet rocker to put the walls up before the electrician strings the wires. That's not a a good idea, it's a bad idea. You don't want the ceilings to go up before the wiring is in place. You don't want the toilets to be bolted down to the floor before the plumbing is in place. That's not a very good idea. So you kind of get the idea, everything has to work together and it all has to be coordinated. You know, I've worked on a lot of construction jobs, and if there's any electricians here you might want to plug your ears for a moment. But electricians are amongst some of the laziest people I've ever met in my life. Sorry brother Sam, because they don't clean up after themselves. They just clip their wires and leave their bundles of junk on the floor and just keep on going to put this plug in and that light switch in and that, that lamp on the ceiling and this and that, and they just think that somebody else is going to clean up after me. Well, somebody usually does. That's just because they're too lazy. Sorry, Brother Sam. You weren't like that. He was a great electrician but when when you know i i've always thought that when when somebody doesn't do what they're called and in or instructed to do then it has a way of throwing a monkey wrench into the work that causes somebody else not to be able to do their job and then there's a snowball effect there's this delay and then there's that delay and then there's this delay and And so it becomes an issue. In Acts 1 and 8, again in the New King James Version, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, the city we're talking about today, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost, or to the end of the world, or the earth. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 20. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. If you were standing on your feet right now and your right foot went that way and your left foot went that way, there would be an issue. you'll get with me sooner or later i'm getting to the age where my hair does whatever it wants to do i try to comb it and it goes boing you know i want to glue it down or something like that i find that there's less there every time i look in the mirror more in the sink and in the tub drain and all of that. I keep telling my wife I'm going to head hair club for men or whatever they call it. See if I can get some glue-ons or something like that, you know. Ladies, I hear there's hair extensions. Do they do, do those for guys? And anyhow. <laughs> A toupee, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will never forget one time we were in a service and we had a missionary that came to church and he 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 had this mass massive comb over, uh, Sister Melanie and and Brother Gonzales. I don't know if you remember it. It was back there on uh, on West Main Street, but uh, he came and preached and when he was preaching his hair was doing this, you know, it was just kind of flipping over like that and flipping back. I I have no idea what he ever preached. I don't think I, I don't think I heard a single word of it. I was just trying to, I I was sitting there in in the pew trying to go, you know, I was just trying not to laugh. All I saw was his hair waving at me all service long. Every time he got excited, it would go this way and he'd push it back over and he'd go that way and he, and, and, and it was so, glued together or sprayed together or whatever it is it went in unison like it was some kind of a windshield washer thing going on like that i don't even know i told that story but anyhow it, it was it was interesting to say the least but i guess the message i'm trying to relate is this is that when we read a scripture like this the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Everyone in the body is necessary. Amen. That's right. yeah. In Acts 2, starting at 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven. People from every nation, from every status of life, they came together and they began to talk to God. They began to pray. When they were in one place and one accord, God came down and filled them with the Holy Ghost could you imagine what the modern day church could do if we could ever come together in one mind and one accord amen I'm thankful for the Spanish ministry and I'm thankful for the deaf ministry I'm thankful for the sound ministry I'm thankful for the Sunday school ministry but none of them is any more important than any of the rest I'm thankful for the cleaning ministry and I'm thanking for the singing ministry and I'm thankful for everything because when we can Come together in one mind and one accord. God will come down and he will do a mighty work amongst us. My ministry is no more important than your ministry. My calling is no more important than your calling. You are just as called as I am. And when we get a hold of that, God will do a marvelous work. Let me read on in Acts 2, starting at 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Notice, and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Why did fear come on many souls? Because there was a united church that was a powerful church. It goes on and says, And all that believed were together and had all in common, sold their possessions and goods and parted them among all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the hem- in the temple, breaking bread, and from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You want to know why that church had revival? Because they didn't care. There were no big names involved. It was a brand new church. Everybody was a first generation apostolic Pentecostal. (laughs) There were no hierarchies. There were no political schisms. There were no divisions amongst them. Because God was working, because God was talking. Because God was moving, and nobody could take claim to it. Nobody could say, this is my church. No one could say, this is my revival. No one could say, a hundred people or a thousand people received the Holy Ghost because I was the one preaching. I'm feeling pretty sorely right about now, so I don't care if I step on your feet or not. Don't worry about it. My wife will still buy me lunch. You see, what we are is, and we have to understand that the church was born in a prayer meeting. It wasn't born at General Conference. It wasn't born at encounter. It was born in a prayer meeting. When people came together in one mind and one accord... And everybody in that room received the Holy Ghost. It wasn't 5%, 10%, 50%, 75%. It was 100% of those that were there praying and seeking God. They received the Holy Ghost, every one of them and it was so powerful that they stumbled out of that upper room speaking in tongues uh, and then thousands that same day received the same experience uh, although they were looking at them with accusations saying you people are all drunk Uh, the men of God would get up and say we're not drunk like you think we're drunk uh, because it's still early in the day but this is that which was prophesied by the Holy Ghost uh, many years ago uh, and God is doing it here He's doing it it now, and he's going to change lives. And I want to echo that statement right now and say that God is doing it here, he's doing it now, and he's going to change lives.
1: I'm not afraid of the history of the church. I'm not afraid of the future of the church. I am, I am absolutely convinced that
4: the work that God does in our day is going to blow the doors off the church, what was done in the early church. I believe God's going to give us the former reign and the latter rain. I believe God's going to do it so quick that some of us are going to be wondering, what happened?
0: But most of us that are in tuna, I hope all of us that are in tuna are going to realize that this is a work that has God's thumbprint on it.
4: Lord in Jesus name you see God commanded uh, commanded that this message be preached uh, throughout the world uh, not just to the rich neighborhood uh, not just to the black neighborhood uh, not just to the white neighborhood not just to the brown neighborhood but to every neighborhood to every nationality to every tongue If there's somebody you can't talk to because of the color of your skin, uh, I doubt that you're going to make it to heaven because every color of skin is going to be there. We are not made...
2: I prayed for the Polish community,
4: I would be a rich man. If I had a dollar for every time I prayed for Polish, the, uh, the Polish community and the Spanish community, I would be a rich man. If, there, if I had a dollar for every time I prayed... Pray for the black people and the white people and the Asian people and every nationality, I would be a rich man. And I'm not here to pat myself on the back. What I'm trying to say is, I want more than white people to be saved. And I want more than black people to be saved. And I want more than young people to be saved. And I want more than old people to be saved. I want everybody to have an opportunity to know what I know about God. To know about the delivering power Of Jesus Christ, I want everybody to know. Let me describe the church for a few minutes. We are elders who desire to mentor the younger. We are the younger who, and the youth uh, who are using their energy to reach the world. Uh, we are white people reaching black people and vice versa. Uh, we are Hispanic people reaching other nations. Uh, we are elders passing the baton uh, to those who are running the next leg of the race. Uh, while we are focusing on our portion of the wall, we recognize that my wall and your wall is in. Inter- Connected, I am with you, and you are with me, and I can't do my own thing. Thank God that we can partner with missionaries that will go to places we can never go, and other nationalities. I love the fact that America is a melting pot, melting pot, and God has called us to reach America. And in reaching America, we will reach the world.
0: Just like re- rebuilding Jerusalem, everybody had his or her perched portion of the wall.
4: Amen. The Bible tells us that one plants and another waters. But notice this. amen. It is not the planter and it's not the waterer, but it is God that gives the increase. It's not me that do- does the testimony. I might have my involvement in the project. I might be involved in the wing of a soul, but it's not going to be just me. There's going to be some Somebody else that is going to ratify everything I said to them. Now, let me take a moment down here on the floor. When you understand the concept of building, you understand something. Now, if I were to just build my portion of the wall and nothing else, what is going to happen here? is uh, that my wall might look good Uh, it might be powerful I'll be okay with this brother thank you so much Amen. but uh, it may look good it might look the part but it's just a wall and it's not connected because this wall because I've done everything to build this wall it doesn't mean it's going to be effective because it's not connected to anyone else's wall Yes, I'm building my portion of the wall, but the minute I ignore my brother's portion of the wall and my neighbor's portion of the wall, then my wall is not going to be anywhere close to the strength that it needs to be. Yes, God has called me to build my portion of the wall, but there's a lot more to it you think, well, all right, I'm just, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put up these pieces of wall. And that's it. I've just got the, the project that God has put my hands to. But when you understand that the quality of my wall and the quality of your wall put together is now more than twice as strong. So somebody may have a short portion of wall. And somebody else might have a long portion of the wall. And there, there might even be some confusing areas in there, but yet somehow we just kind of work it all together. But it overlaps because it's all important. And we come together in one mind and one accord because God has called us for the work that He has called us to do. And so it's not just about my portion of the wall, although my portion of the wall is extremely important. That's not the focus the focus is that we have to come together, united in one mind and accord. And as God begins to build His church, and as God takes each unique ministry and individual and calling, and now we're linked together. And now this wall is strong, because my wall is dependent upon your wall. You see, my success and my wall in front of my house is has limited success. But when when my wall is connected to your wall, when my whiteness is connected to your blackness, when my life is connected to your life, when I come together with you and we link link hands together and come together for the work of God, then God says, I'm going to take that unity and I'm going to add mortar to that unity. I'm going to add strength to that unity. I'm going to add spirit to that unity. I'm going to add life to that unity. So We come together and we're doing the same thing. Every time somebody in the Spanish ministry gets the Holy Ghost, I rejoice because it's my church. Brother uh, Brother Valdez, I may not have taught the Bible study. I might might not have gone out there on Wednesday night or Tuesday night whenever you're teaching that Bible study. But you're teaching that Bible study to that family. And that family is hearing the word of God. uh, And they're going to come to church. uh, And you may be the one that's baptizing them. uh, Or Brother Brown may be the one that's baptizing them. Does it matter who baptizes them? It doesn't matter. Because we come together. doesn't matter whether they're 40 years old and can tithe or not. Or they're 14 years old and don't have a
2: job
1: yet. It doesn't matter. Because that child, that young person is going to grow. Amen. And that older person is going to sometime move
4: aside out of ministry. Out of their place in leadership. uh, And there is going to be someone that is going to come behind. uh, And I have to support that. But I don't have to. I want to. In the name of Jesus. You see, the early church had revival because they were united. I want to show you something in Matthew eighteen nineteen. And again, I say unto you that two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven.
0: I want to point this out. Think about it like this:
4: If Sister Melanie was up here playing Amazing Grace, and Brother Lou was playing Thank God for the Blood, and Micah is just rocking out on the drums, and one of the praise singers is singing On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, while the other praise singers are, are, are another praise singer sing Blessed Assurance, it is confused. And it's, it is not harmonious. Some of you would be going like, okay, do I sing Amazing Grace or thank God for the blood? I just lost a whole bunch of you. You know what I like about music ministry and about our music ministry? is, First of all, it's great. They do a great job. They're all talented. I thank God for every one of them. But they play together.
0: Where's Brother Micah? Brother Micah, I love the way you play the drums.
4: Amen. For all our other drummers, I love... Th- I used to play the drums. I was never any good at it. I I, I love when he plays the drums. And I'm I, I'm thinking... Yeah, that, that, was, that was before Christ. But, but anyhow, you know, Micah just doesn't decide in the middle of Amazing Grace he's going to do a solo. Bam bam, 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 Thank you for not doing that, by the way.
2: You know, he, he doesn't just start doing his own thing.
4: Why? Because it's not about him. Because the drums, with the keyboard, with the guitar, with the praise singers, and they're all doing the accordion. Yes, thank you. They're all doing the same thing, trying to worship the one who has created it all. Don't worry, you'll get it soon. Nehemiah defied the opposition
0: of his enemies.
4: And so when we come to church and harmonize, when we come to church and realize that the reason we're here is to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, then we can get off of our high horse. We can walk away from our pride And our prejudice. Told you I might not make any friends. Nehemiah had to defy the Samaritans. The Ammonites. The Arabs. The Philistines. People that hated him. And hated his calling. So that he could rebuild the walls. And by the way. They rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days.
0: There was almost nothing left. All it was was rubble. All it was was garbage. All it was was
4: brokenness. But when a whole bunch of people come together and say, I'm going to build my wall, but my wall is not... Uh, something that's going to stand alone because my wall and your wall together. Uh, I could build my wall and leave a gap between my wall and your wall but if somebody comes up and tries to push my wall down, it's going to come down easily because it's not connected to your wall. My portion of the wall and your portion of the wall are as easily or, or are as, as important as anything else in the project. Uh, just because somebody is really good at work, work working, uh, doesn't mean that the that the person that is a stonemason is of no use because without the stonemason there's not going to be a place to put the door in the first place are you getting what I'm talking about in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 it says so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together under the half thereof and the people had a mind to work. The people had a mind to work. They wanted to work. They wanted to do something for God. So as we come together as a church and have a mind to work and understand that my wall is important, but your wall is important too. when we can set aside our differences, when we can set aside past hurts, uh, when we can forgive one another if necessary for the kingdom's sake.
0: If I offended you at any time during my ministry, I apologize. I'm sorry
4: I never had intended to do that. uh, But can we get over it uh, and get beyond it? I guarantee you at one point or another, I probably offended every one of you, but we got to get over it, because we got a world to reach, not just because I am the offender, but because we be brethren, because we are sisters, we are brothers, we are are a part of the body of Christ. There's no big people and small people, there's no important people and unimportant people. Everyone is valuable. So I say it again, let's set aside our differences. If you have past hurts and 30 years ago somebody said something or didn't walk by you and shake your hand, get over it. We have to work together. You need your brother. You need your sister. My wife was telling about our aloe plant.
0: Y'all pray for
4: our aloe plant. That thing came to us in great shape and is trying to leave us in poor shape. It is really trying to die. And we are doing everything within our power to help it to die.
0: We're not trying to. It's just the fact that we ain't any good at it.
4: I've gone to some of your houses. You've got plants everywhere. I'm thinking, like, how do you do this? I remember a preacher one time that, that he, he was driving down the road. He told the story. And it was a story that has stuck with me ever since he drove down the road and he saw this beautiful house with all these flowers all over the place and it looked gorgeous and it was so well taken care of so he pulled his car over and and, and parked it basically kind of just off the middle center of the road and he opened his door and he told the story how he walked right into this yard he walked right up to the flowers and he is admiring the flowers he is admiring all of every the yard was manicured and everything was beautiful. And as he's looking at all these flowers, uh, he hears the creaking of the door, and this elderly lady walks out of the house uh, and looks at him, and he looks at her, and he he said to her, "Lady, how do you get flowers to grow like this?" And she put her hands on her hips. And said, your generation doesn't know nothing. And then she smiled real big and said, I got a secret. You cut the weeds and water the flowers. We might want to take note of that. You cut the weeds and you water the flowers. Wow, there's a revelation in that. You know what? We've got a lot of flowers in the church that need watering. And it's not our job to get rid of the weeds. If there's any weeds, God can take care of it.
0: God didn't set you and me to be up as judge and jury. What if that person you think is a weed is going to be the next great evangelist?
4: When I first got in the church, I was a long-haired hippie, and there was a lot of people in the church that were saying, "Keep him away from my daughter."
2: <laughs> right, Sister Ellen.
4: <laughs> Amen. You see, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. If any of the people who are charged to do their portion of the wall or their portion of the job disregarded it or didn't understand the connection that they had with the other portions of the wall, then the wall would have crumbled just like those people that said it would, would. In Matthew 7:24, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house uh, and it fell fell not for it was founded upon the rock. Before I continue I want to remind you that this church is built upon the rock Christ Jesus going on it says and everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house uh, and it fell and great was the fall of it uh, could you imagine uh, that some of the builders uh, only if some of the builders had only took interest in the materials uh, that were the best materials uh, I was thinking about this uh, that basically Jerusalem was like a big trash dump. Uh, there, 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 it's not like they just pushed the walls over, but there were there were big rocks and small rocks, and, and, and there were doors that were totally burnt and not even there anymore and it was just like a trash heap uh, but if some of the builders went around uh, and said this is a great rock I'm going to keep this one uh, and they walked over to, in front of somebody else's house uh, and said I'm taking that rock because that rock's a really good rock uh, and went over to somebody else's house and said uh, I'm going to take that boulder because uh, uh, it's going to make a good place in my wall and they took all the best materials uh, and they took all the best things uh, because they thought uh, that my portion of the wall is more important than your portion of the wall. They might have had a pretty wall, they might have had people admiring how beautiful their wall was, but you can only admire it so long until you realize that it is all show. All it is is show, because there's no real concern about anything else other than themselves. And so I don't want our church, and I don't want to—I don't want the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, our church, to be all about show. I—I I, I don't want it to be about pomp and circumstance. I want there to be substance. I want there to be power. I want there to be an anointing that comes upon our church, not because I'm doing my thing or you're doing your thing, but we are doing our thing. We are doing His thing. It's when I understand and I have that concept uh, that is my portion of the project uh, It's my portion of the wall Uh, i was talking to someone recently that said uh, they used to do these puzzles in their family and one of the family members would take one piece of the puzzle and put it in his pocket uh, and let everybody do the puzzle and the puzzle would be finished uh, and all of a sudden at the end when there's one piece missing and they're looking everywhere for that missing piece uh, he would reach in his pocket and he would take it and he would put it in in the spot in the puzzle and say, I did a great thing, didn't I? Look at the puzzle I put together.
0: Well, all he was doing was putting his
4: little piece in it. Well, you can try to harbor your little piece all you want, but God is going to put his church together whether I'm in it or not. I want to be in it. I want to be a part of it. I want to be involved with it. But God doesn't depend upon me because somebody is going to pick up the trowel and somebody is going to pick up the sword. And if it's not me, it will be somebody else. But I choose that it's going to be me because I want to be working right next to you. And when an enemy comes against you as you're building your wall, I'm going to lift up my sword and say, don't touch my brother. I'm going to lift up my sword and say, don't touch my sister. Don't touch their wall. Because When you fight against them, you're fighting against me. You know, little Lucy has a grand future because she's got three big brothers. You don't try to mess with little Lucy. Her dad might not be around, but if her brother's around, I guarantee you that he's going to have, if Eleazar's there, he's going to have the same authority that his dad has uh, and say, don't mess with my sister. I think I've heard somewhere in the lines that she's not going to get married until she's 40 years old. Probably because she has three older brothers. I mean, that may not actually be the fact, but you know what? If somebody messes with little Lucy, Amen. not only is she, it's that person going to have mom to deal with, and trust me, you don't want to deal with mom. Amen. But if she can't be within arm's reach, you don't want to mess with Dad. And if he can't be within arm's reach, I dare you to mess with Eliezer. You see how this kid is getting solid? Amen. You better watch out. And then if it's not him, it's going to be Micah. And then if it's not him, it's going to be Josiah. And if they're all around, you better watch out. Because the brown gang is going to gang up on you. What I'm trying to tell you is this. That we are a church. We are the church. We are the church that God has established, that is bought with His own blood, and His name is upon that church, the name of Jesus Christ, and we will build the wall. I'm almost finished. I, 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 years ago, When I I had a friend of mine who is a contractor and he is a perfectionist, but I I made the mistake of going to Lowe's with him one day. Did I say perfectionist? I said perfectionist, right? We had to get some lumber and we were looking for two-by-fours. And as we are... I got so embarrassed I finally had to walk away. I mean, he would pull out a 2x4 and he's looking down it. And he's looking to see if there's any, any, any cracks in it. And he's looking to see if there's any big knots in it. And he would take a 2x4 and he lay it on the ground.
0: And take another 2x4 and lay it on the ground.
4: And take another 2 by 4 and lay on the ground. Then he would take one that is a good one and he'd put it on our cart. And then he'd look at this pile over here and he kept going. There was more wood on the floor than there was on the rack. I'm going, what are you doing? He says, if I'm going to pay $2 and whatever cents for a piece of lumber, I'm going to make sure it's a good piece of lumber. Now, that piece of lumber has more than doubled in in, in price uh, in the last couple of years. uh, But he said, I'm not going to buy something that's cracked. I'm not going to buy something that's warped. I'm not going to buy something that's deranged. Finally, I started looking at him and said, buy some lumber. There's a lot there. We can work with it. And he's like, no. I let him do his thing. I had to walk away.
0: It was so stressful.
4: But I made the mistake because in his mind, he wanted everything to be perfect. Now, you know what? The church isn't perfect. It never has been and it never will be. (laughs) As long as I'm in it, it's flawed. It's got issues. As long as I'm in the church, you need to understand my issues have issues, and those issues have issues. All right, so I just want you to be very clear and understand uh, I am a guy that is a walking disaster half the time. Amen, but Jesus still loves me. I've been forgiven, you know, when you talk about, should, should I forgive my brother seven times? And the Lord says, no, 70 times seven. Amen. usually 70 times seven for me in the first five minutes. So I'm just glad I'm still in the church and he hasn't kicked me out yet. I realize I'm messed up, but Jesus loves my mess. And don't worry, I'm coming down to a landing here in just a couple of minutes. You see, everyone's portion of the wall is important. Look look at Genesis chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. It says, And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him.
0: And the Lord
4: said unto Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? He knew where his brother was. He knew where he had buried him. He knew where he had spilt the blood. But he had the audacity to say, after killing his own brother, am I my brother's keeper? My message is, yes, I am my brother's keeper. And yes, you are my brother's keeper. It is your job to keep me saved. It is my job to keep you saved. It is my job, when I see that you're discouraged, if I see that you're discouraged, I'm going to try to lift you up, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to try to do something to help you out. Amen. I am my brother's keeper. It goes on, and he said, what hast thou done? The vo- voice of thy thy brother's blood uh, cries unto me from the ground. God help the church. God help us. If our brother's and sister's blood is crying out in testimony against us because we didn't do what we could do to keep them and to strengthen them and encourage them. God help us. How, How can we ever stand before the mercy seat of Christ Uh, understanding that our brothers and sisters blood uh, cries out from the earth uh, because I didn't do my job uh, because I didn't do what God called me to do I've got brothers and sisters that are hurting I need to hurt with them and they need to hurt with me I would hope hear me please I would hope That if I would make a mess of my life, you wouldn't get out the dustpan and broom and sweep me up and throw me into the trash can and say I knew he was going to do it. I just knew it was a matter of time before he messed up. I would want somebody to grab me by the back of the neck by the shoulders and say get with it man uh, because I'm not going to see you lost I'm not going to see you walk away from God Uh, I'm not going to let it happen if we will get to the place uh, where my brother is just as important as I am my sister is just as important as I am then unity will come amongst us to the point uh, when apostolic revival will explode in New Britain uh, and it will touch the multitude. Of lives I, I, I'm closing with the musician come please when one brother got jealous over the other brother's
0: flavorful sacrifice he got
4: angry and then he killed his brother it was all because God approved of that sacrifice when Abel Or if Abel had just asked for help. I'm sorry, if Cain had just asked for help. What I'm trying to say is, you had one brother that did it right. And you had the other brother that didn't do it right. Right. If the brother that didn't do it right was helped by the brother that did, there may never have been a murder. When the brother in error
0: would look at the brother that's doing it right and say, listen, I don't understand. Can you help
4: me? And if the brother who did it right wasn't so proud that be, that his offering was better than the other brother's offering. Then that murder never would have happened, and the blood never would have cried. Could you stand with me? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am.
0: Your success depends on my success. My success depends
4: on your success. Praise singers, come on up if you can. You see, it's all about how we come together. And my wall, when it's connected to your wall, now my wall is stronger because of you. Now I can't build with pride because I know that my wall and your wall have got to come together. They have to. They have to. If we build and stop At the edge of our property, just because I dared not step over here, it's because I've got a wrong concept of unity. It's because I have a wrong concept of what it means to be a brother in the church, a sister in the church. I didn't raise your kids, you didn't raise my kids. But my kids and your kids are still a product of people who are in the church. And if my kids are struggling, then you as a parent should back me up and pray for my kids. And if your kids are struggling, then I should back you up.
0: Because your kids are just as
4: important as my kids. I feel like the Holy Ghost right now. Could we have a couple of men that will move this table out of the way, please? I to give room if somebody wants to come to the altar. So I'm asking you, am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Your success depends on my success. My success depends on your success.
0: Your wall depends on my wall, and my wall depends on your wall.
4: And so in the coming months, and I know we're entering the summer season, and I know there's people that are coming and going, people going on vacation, people coming back,
0: but we don't have to wait until September to come together in one mind and one accord.
4: your portion of the wall I would like you to take that to prayer for a while
0: and this altar is open
4: because I think we need to have a spirit of unity amongst us not that I sense a big spirit of division or anything like that if anything this this message is more preemptive
0: because I believe we are of one mind and one accord but I also believe it can get better
4: And so I want to come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. And I want to pour myself out upon the altar and say, Jesus, I know that I'm a mess. I know that I need your help. And I need my brothers. I need my sisters. We need to come together to be of one mind and one accord because this is your church. Praise singers, if you would begin to sing, let's come together. If this altar is open, if you want to come and talk to the Lord, can you please take this to prayer for a little while? It's just, it's just your portion of the wall, but it is so much more than
2: that.
4: Thank God for Nehemiah.
2: That will say, I might be a slave, I might be a servant in a foreign land. But the city of my ancestors is broken down. And the people are scattered.
4: And I've got to do something about it. I wonder if Nehemiah hadn't answered the call. Would the walls have ever gotten rebuilt? I believe eventually they would. But I'm also convinced that Nehemiah was the man for the hour.
0: And so to everyone that's hearing this message, those of you that are in the audience, those of you that are in line,
2: let me tell you this. You are the man or the woman for the hour. We are the church.
4: We come together to build the city. We come together to build the walls. And I want to make sure that your wall is just as strong as my wall. Because my wall depends on you. I depend on you. This altar's open. Let's talk to the Lord this morning.
2: I withhold and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best help me remember calvary's cross and be willing to say yes I will give you Sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. I will give you all. I'll give you all. If all is what you ask of me, how will I withhold? If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. I will give you all, I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. If my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. I will give you all. I will give you all. If all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold. My sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. Help me remember Calvary's cross and be willing to say yes. Offer, so please take the life I live, and all I am, all I have, I give. I am here to give you all. In Or small, I will answer to your call. I have to offer so please take the life I live and all I am
0: all I have
2: I give I am here to give you all to listen nothing great or small. I will answer to your call. I am here to give you all.
5: Lord, yes. Amen. Hold Jesus, on just a second, sister. Trying. I don't want to sing that, but just hang on one second, please. Ephesians four, it says. You've heard me say it many, many times. But it talks about the body of Christ being fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. And I can't think of a better New Testament verse. To describe what Bishop preached about this morning, than the picture of the church that we see in Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12. The chapters in the Bibles where it talks about the body, but when we all get together and when we All supply, we all allow ourselves to be joined together. And then we all begin to supply that which we have to offer. That's when the body becomes healthy, and that's when the body becomes stronger, and that's when the body can be effective in fulfilling its purpose. And so I want you to make it a prayer point in your life to pray, Lord, what is my portion of the wall? Where am I supposed to be joined? And what is it that I'm supposed to
3: supply? And I prayed this with several people. As I was praying, I kept feeling led to
5: pray. And usually when it happens, I feel like it's something that everybody needs to hear. A lot of times what we do is we despise our part of the wall. Or we despise the tools that we have. Or we despise the gifts that we have. Or we despise the... Materials that we have or the tools or even the weapon or we despise our own skill and giftings and, and instead of offering it to the body and allowing myself to be joined together and supplying what I have to offer I withhold it from the body because I despise it and what we're doing is not only are we robbing ourselves of a great blessing but we're robbing others of a great blessing when we do that. And so I want to, I want you to pray, Lord, what is my part of the wall?
0: Where am I supposed
5: to be joined? And what am I supposed to supply? And then say, Lord, I want to get in the right place. And I'm going to offer everything that I have. And. And. I'm going to let him take what I give him and multiply it. I'm going to let him take whatever I offer to him and let him do with it what he wants to do. And so we need to be fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies and every one of you has something special and needful to supply to the body. Amen? And so I want to sing this song that Sister Trion was playing before when we started, and I, I stopped her. I want to sing that song, and maybe we can sing that for a little while in closing before Sister Brown comes to close. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Amen.
2: I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart
0: I
6: for the word that came forth today, amen. Thank you, Bishop, for being sensitive to the voice of God in delivering this message today to us, amen. Before we dismiss, um, I was just told that it looks like Sister Thompson, Elder Sister Thompson, is headed to the hospital right now. She's having a stroke. Um, let's please pray for her right now. Um, that the Lord would touch her and give Brother Thompson strength and also the Thompson family in Connecticut um, and all those that um, have been touched by the Thompsons, amen. Um, we're so grateful for each and every guest that we have here today. Um, thank you for joining us, and we love you all. And. Um, We pray that you come back, that you have felt at home, and that you make this your home church. Amen. Let's all go before the Lord in prayer right now. Lord Jesus, we come before you, giving you thanks, O God, for what you have accomplished here in this service, Lord, for touching our hearts. The only way that you can, O God, for saturating us with your love, with your grace, and your mercy. Help us, Lord, not to leave this place, oh God, unchanged, but Lord, help us to allow your mercy to touch us, Lord God, to touch every single part of us, Lord, and to change us, Lord God transform us oh lord and make us into what you want us to be above all else help us lord to to prefer a brother above ourselves to prefer our sisters above ourselves lord god to come together as the body and to supply that which every joint needs lord god lord help us lord to put ourselves together into the body lord god and to do the work that you've called us to do oh lord we also come before you and we bring sister thompson right now your jesus you would touch her body right now as she is headed to the hospital bring healing in jesus name right now where she's at we ask that you would send your ministering angels lord your ministering spirits to bring healing and restoration right now to her. Strengthen her husband, Lord God, and also the Thompson family. Lord, be with them during this time. In Jesus' name, we also ask that your hand of protection would be upon each and every one of your people here today. Lord, bring us safe back in the appointed time. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God, over each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.